The following podcast is a Dear Media production. As a parent, do you ever wish someone could just whisper some realistic and trustworthy support in your ear and not make you feel awful for not having all the answers? Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm Dr. Eliza Pressman, developmental psychologist, parent educator, clinical professor, and I'm a mom. My goal is to make your parenting journey less overwhelming and a lot more joyful. Please join me every Friday for new episodes of Raising Good Humans. Hi, everyone. I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three kids and wife to a touring artist. And I'm Jessica Diamond, a registered dietitian nutritionist with a master's in public health. And this is Meaningful Living. Every week, we're breaking down the overwhelming amount of parenting, nutrition, and lifestyle information into credible knowledge and simple tools. The Cliff Notes Guide to Feeling Confident in Your Everyday Choices. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. What happens if a toddler refuses a meal? Is it our job to get them to eat something? Do we change the meal times to accommodate what they refused a meal or didn't eat a lot? Today, we're breaking it all down. How do you know if your child is full? How do we make sure they're getting enough nutrition? And what if my child does the opposite and eats too much? Being a dietitian nutritionist who focuses on moms and kids and having Bryce myself, I promise I know the mealtime struggles very well and have the tools that will help you bring harmony and less stress to mealtime. Jess, I love that we are talking about this today. You know, I, I really, I have to say, I feel like my kids are pretty well-rounded eaters. They eat a lot of food. They love food. And I'm grateful for that. And I think a lot of that has to do with the things that I've learned from you about feeding our kids. However, we always have those moments. And and even last night we had some, and I'm sure we'll talk about them, but we always have these moments. And so I'm really glad we're talking about it. So I'm just going to dive right in and start asking you all the questions that I get on my Instagram that we experience. And yeah, here we go. Let's do it. So let's start with meal refusal. Sometimes when we put Liv, Luca, or Atlas at the table, they're done with the meal before they even touch their food, or they might even take like just a couple bites and then they're done. How do I know that they've gotten enough to eat, especially if I know that they haven't been snacking like all day? It's such a common thing. So this is going to sound so wild, but it's so true and such a pivotal concept when it comes to feeding our toddlers. You can't actually use the amount of, cons- of what they consumed to gauge whether your kid is done or not. So I know that sounds wild, but it's really true. There's so many times in parenting when we know what's best for our kids, but when it comes to the amount that we eat, that's actually a time when our kids know what's best for them. So we make the menu, not them, but then they decide how much they eat. So let's work off that premise to handle meal refusal. So a kid's intake is measured over a week, not a day, because there's so much fluctuation in the amount that's consumed day to day. So with that being said, it can be totally normal that your kid eats nothing or just eats a few bites at a meal. So maybe they had a bigger breakfast or maybe they're excited about the toy they were playing with and they can't stop their body to sit down in a high chair or a chair and they just can't wait to play again. Either way, right? (laughs) So either way, when they say they're done, simply and calmly ask them to check in with their belly and ask them, are you all done? okay, great. Then what you would say is like something like, okay, great. The next meal isn't going to be until one o'clock. So having scheduled meals and snacks, that consistency is crucial for kids 
have them check in. And if they sat down and had nothing, the meal can be over. So the other thing that's really important is you always want to look at the cues, like the cues of your kid being done. So if they're throwing food or if they're playing with their food for this really prolonged period of time and showing no interest in the meal, that's a sign they're all done and you end the meal. We'll discuss food throwing in another episode because we could have a whole episode on that. I know that's a big struggle for everyone. But so if they go for another serving or they don't touch it, it doesn't matter. The meal is over. So Bryce does this all the time. Like by the time it's on his plate, sometimes he realizes when he goes for another serving, it hits his plate. And then all of a sudden he says he's all done. For me, that's so frustrating because I'm like, wait, Mm -hmm. you just took another serving. But for kids, sometimes just that time between going for another serving, they actually realize they're full and then they say they're all, all done. So if they're all done, does that mean you're all done with your meal? Or can you say if something that we say is sort of like, okay, you can be all done. Olivia has to excuse herself. She says, may I be excused? And she brings her plate to the sink. But, you know, we explain, hey, we're not done yet. Can you please wait until we're done? You can be done eating your food. So sorry, what I'm getting at is yeah. at what point did, do we just take their plate away or do we leave it in front of them? What's the best way to handle that? Fantastic. So that is something that depends on the age of a kid, right? So like Luca, there's no way you can get Luca to sit around for like the entire meal once he's done. At his age, when he's done, he's done and he's going to go play. So you don't need to hold your kid to stay at the meal when they're that little, like early toddlerhood or babyhood till you're done. So you can excuse them and just have a place that's safe for them to play and tell them mommy and daddy aren't done yet or whoever they're eating with. For Liv, she's a little older now. So she can sit and does have that stamina. So what you can say is, oh, that's great. You're done. Mealtime isn't over yet. Mommy and daddy are still eating. And so when we're done, you know, then we'll all be excused from the table. Or if that doesn't work in your family, you could do something else and say, you know what? We're not done. We're still eating. Bring your plate to the sink. You know, do whatever your manners are or your choice are, take it to the sink, rinse it off, and then you can go play. So you're giving them something to do to end the meal and a chore. Mm -hmm. Let's take a break to talk about one of our favorite snacks and sponsor of today's podcast, Brahmi. Brahmi is the snack of choice in both of our homes, and we could not be more obsessed with this company. Okay, so what is Brahmi? I like to explain it as the Italian version of edamame. They're lupini beans, which are a Mediterranean super snack packed with plant protein and fiber. They are one of the most nutrient-dense plants with 50% more protein than chickpeas and two times the fiber of edamame. They're the perfect snack for you and your kids because they help you feel full and meet your nutrient needs. We buy Brahmi lupini beans in bulk for snacks. They're so easy to grab and go, and we feel like we're just always grabbing and going right now and they're nutritious and delicious. We don't just use them as snacks in our house. We also serve them as taste testers when we're cooking with our kids, or we add them to salads or stir fries or so many other recipes. They're made in Italy and not baked, fried, or dried. They're just simply pickled in small batches. So they're made from the best ingredients, and I promise 100% dietitian approved. I could talk about Brahmi all day. I love the product and love the company. They have a money-back guarantee and free shipping, which is amazing. We're always asked, what are easy and nutritious snacks? And these are it. And Brahmi has a special offer for our listeners. For 30% off your first Brahmi purchase, go to brahmisnacks.com and enter code LIVING30. 
So for 30% off your first Brahmi purchase, go to BrahmiSnacks.com, B-R-A-M-I-S-N-A-C-K-S.com and enter code LIVING30. Trust us, these will be your next favorite snack. Now let's get back to our conversation. The other thing I want to say is like, there's so many times where Bryce will come to the meal and it's like, he sits down and he says like, no lunch, no lunch, mommy, mommy. I don't want lunch. I don't want lunch. And you freeze. Cause you're like, wait a minute. Like you're not going to eat for so much, you know, snack, the scheduled snack time isn't for a while. So in those situations, you want to be really calm and you want to make sure they have the facts. So have them calm down their body. And then say, if you're not hungry, that's fine. You can have as much or as little as you want, but I just need you to know that your next snack isn't until X amount of time because they need the facts for when they fully refuse a meal. And then you can feel confident as a parent, like, great, I told them exactly when the next meal was going to come. Yeah, that seems to work really well for, for our kids too. So another question, what are some of the common things that parents do when kids do refuse meals? <laughs> So these are, we all do it. Okay. These are natural. They're like left to our own vices. This is, this is what we do. So bribery, this is a huge one. Like we want our kids so badly to eat. It's not our job to get them to eat, but it feels like that at times. And it feels like we know better. So bribery, you know, we reward or punish the feeding. So that might look like one more bite of this, and then you can be released from the table or finish your plate or finish the portion you have, and then you can go play. Or if you don't finish, then we're not going to have any books after lunch, things like that. So bribery is a huge one. Yeah. Yep. Guilty. Right. (laughs) Short order chef. So this is one that I actually really want to spend a moment on. So it's really unnerving for us if our kid eats nothing. And so if they sit down at the meal and they don't eat anything, we think naturally like, oh, it must be that they just don't like what we served. And so it's so easy for us to get into this pattern to become a short order chef to say like, well, maybe it's because they don't like what I served. So let me pull out their favorite item, which is mac and cheese or some sort of food that I know is a slam dunk because I so badly want them to eat. So let me serve that. And then parents say to me, and when I did that, so they refused the meal. And then when I brought out their favorite food, they actually ate. And what I want to say in that situation is it's not actually because they were hungry. If you and I, if you've gotten your favorite food, you go to a restaurant, you might not be hungry, but they bring out that chocolate souffle and you're so excited for it, you're going to then eat it. So what happens is, is it's either because it's just a favorite food and they're not listening to their hunger cues in that moment, or it's a power thing where they feel, wow, I'm so powerful. I got mom or dad or my caregiver to change what they're serving me. So then they then eat it. So I definitely want to say to start to shift your mind frame from like, this is key. If we can shift the mind frame of it's not our job to get our kids to eat. It's actually just our job to serve an appropriate menu. And then we have to step back and we have to trust our kids and listen to them. Because if we bribe or we become a short order chef, those are then the moments when our kids become picky eaters and they start to not listen to their hunger and fullness cues. They're so much smarter when it comes to food than we are. Mm -hmm. They're more intuitive than we are. And so just start to change the mindset of I'm not, it's not my job to get my kid to eat. It's just my job to put that menu out. 
Yeah. And even if the menu is mac and cheese that night, that's totally fine. It, it's not like you're saying they can't have mac and cheese. It's exactly. it's that that pattern of switching it up and being a short order chef. But this has actually worked so well for us because out of pure laziness on my part, I'm like, no, this is what we're having. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, I just spent time and energy cooking this meal. Like I'm not going to go cook another thing or get whatever out of the fridge. And, and then I've also had to remember like all the things that you've taught me by just saying like, no, we're, we are sticking to this menu. And then in a couple of minutes, they eat what they eat. And, and then of course we say, which I'm sure you're about to get to is you can have as much or as little as you want. And now Liv repeats it back to me. She's like, Oh, I can have as much or as little as I want. And I'm like, yes, you can. And then they end up eating it. And same with Luca too. Like they always do in the end. It's just a matter of us kind of putting our foot down and saying, I'm not going to go make more food. Totally. And so much of this is our fear, right? When we go from the mindset of it's our job to get our kids to eat, then it's natural to bribe them or to be a short order chef because we think that's our job. But if we step back and say, wait a minute, my kid isn't going to starve. And my job as a parent is actually to help my kid have a good relationship with food and not be picky and raise an intuitive eater. So it, it makes our life actually easier. Like you said, once you work from that mind frame, parents say to me all the time, like, Jess, I feel like this pressure has been lifted off of me. Like, I can't believe it's not my job to get them to eat. And when you step back and then you don't pressure, the amazing part of it is they they don't starve, right? They're, they're smart. It's almost like we're so afraid of hunger. We are so afraid of our kids being hungry, but hunger is actually good for them to experience because that's how they can learn their hunger and fullness cues. Without that, they don't ever know. They don't know what that feeling is. And they don't know how to handle it. So true. Let's take a break to talk about today's sponsor, Element. If you haven't heard me talk about Element, you need to hear about them. They're a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. I actually found Element a while ago when I was on the search for an electrolyte drink that I trusted and that didn't have any artificial ingredients or sugars. I needed it both for myself and my clients to help stay hydrated. What I love about Element is that it has a science-backed electrolyte ratio of sodium, potassium, and magnesium without any coloring or artificial ingredients or sugar. Not getting adequate hydration and electrolytes can cause symptoms like headaches, cramps, fatigue, brain fog, and weakness. Sound familiar? So Element helps you stay hydrated and replenish your electrolytes, whether from exercise or breastfeeding, traveling, health conditions, or just motherhood in general, and fight off that brain fog and midday fatigue. They come in grab-and-go packets, so they're so easy to throw in one of your bags or your pocket and take it with you for a quick electrolyte pick-me-up. And there are so many flavors to choose from. So it's whatever you're feeling like that day. I'm still hooked on the chocolate salt and I add it to my latte in the morning and it's so good. Get your free drink element sample pack. Drink element is a healthy alternative to sugary electrolyte drinks. Each grab and go stick pack replaces essential electrolytes with no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, or any other junk. I drink Element every day to support my needs in motherhood and everything I've gone through. As a member of our community, Element has a very special offer for you. Claim your free Element sample pack. You only have to cover the cost of shipping. Get yours here. Drink element.com slash living. That's drinklmnt.com slash living. Now let's get back to the episode. So 
so many times I've been very tempted to, to go into the fridge at, at breakfast. They're like, I want blueberries. And they know we have blueberries in the fridge. And it just seems so easy to like, okay, I'll go to the fridge and get blueberries. But it's also like easier down the road if I just say, this is what's on the menu this morning for breakfast. Like you have a plate full of beautiful food. And so that has helped us long-term. Like, yes, in the short term, it would be so much easier to just go get the blueberries, give them the blueberries and they'd be so happy. But long-term, now they eat what's on their plate because they just know. They just know. So you took the words out of my mouth is if we're short order chef or we go and get what they ask for in the short term, that makes our life so much easier. They're going to eat and we don't have to worry about them being hungry or cranky in between meals. But what I want you to do is focus, what is your life going to look like in three or six months from now? Those behaviors then turn into picky eating and more mealtime struggles and more battles. So yeah, in the short term, it's so much easier, but in your long-term self, it's harder. And I think so much in parenting and feeding our kids is it's unfair because it's harder for us sometimes, right? Like it's hard for us to hold up those boundaries. It's hard for us to stay consistent when we're so tired and sleep deprived. And we have kids, like we've got this noise in our ears and we just want like a moment of peace. And so a lot of times we can just react in that moment. But I hope that parents take away from this, that it's actually so much easier for you when you take away that job. It's not your job to get your kids to eat. Well, what if they finish a meal and ask for food 10 minutes later, or we as parents feel so guilty that they didn't eat. So we give in and give them a snack or a meal off schedule. Yes. Okay. So this is, this is key. You need to have set meals and snacks. So babies only have meals. They they don't have snacks yet. And when your toddler becomes one, that's when we add snacks in. So it's, harder for us to think of a schedule ahead of time, just like it's harder for us, right? Haley and I, me and you, it's hard for us to make our schedule and stick with it. That takes work. But it's very, very important that kids have defined meal and snack time. So like breakfast is every day between 7 to 7.15. Snack time is every day, whatever time works in your schedule, 10 to 10.30. Because if your kid refuses a meal, you need to tell them when the next meal or snack is coming. They can also do a calculus, like they are autonomous to knowing their body. So if they refuse a snack, they could do that in an educated way to say, wow, my snack is going to be in two hours. I know my hunger can last me that long. You know, maybe they had a bigger breakfast and they're just not that hungry. So if your kid asks you 10 minutes after they refused a meal for food, you can say, oh, I see you're hungry. Our next snack time isn't until 1030. And you hold that boundary. You can have as much water as you want until then. And if they cry or they get fussy, that's okay because that's how they're learning about their hunger. So I think we get so afraid in those moments, but I would say don't give in and, and push up a snack time to accommodate for that. Let it be, have that defined time because that's how you make your kid feel secure around food. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a really good point. The only time I ever kind of stray from that is when we're on an airplane and I'm like, you can have as many snacks as you want. Yep. You want Cheetos? Sure. (laughs) Take all the goldfish you want. Totally. And I, and I fully Um, condone that. And I say you stray and you bring as many snacks and as many toys and as many things as you need in those moments. There's no schedule when you're traveling. Right. (laughs) You just survival. It's survival. Okay. So after talking about Cheetos, how do I ensure proper nutrition? good segue to that. So the biggest way that we 
ensure proper nutrition is really owning what our job is as parents and caregivers, which is making the menu. So I don't take that job lightly. It is not our kid's job to make the menu. So if they ask us something like, you know, Bryce will ask me like, I want pizza today. I love pizza. It's not on the menu tomorrow until tomorrow. So you're giving them a time they're going to have it. So the way you ensure proper nutrition is making a menu that you know has a varied diet to it. So that goes from mac and cheese at a menu with some vegetables paired with it to the, you know, another menu item that can be eggs and fruit and vegetables. So you're looking at the meal you're creating because over time when we step back, our kids are going to eat enough of those items. And this blew my mind the first time I learned this, but it is true. And I've seen it for a decade now is that kids are actually really smart with their nutrition. So say they go a whole day without eating like any sort of protein. They don't know what protein is. I don't want you to tell them what protein is, right? We want to just stay really neutral about it. But when you look at their intake over a week, they make up for that. So just ensuring you're giving a varied diet to your kid and you're owning that menu, that's how you ensure proper nutrition. So good. It is funny. Sometimes like one day Luca will eat two full avocados sometimes. And then the next day and the next week, he's like, nope, I don't want avocado. I mean, I get Mm -hmm. that he's kind of like over it, but I do feel like they know what they need. They know what they need and they go through just like us, food jags. Like they, sometimes they feel like it. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're hungry. Sometimes they're not. And so just knowing that, that we can trust our kids when it comes to their hunger is liberating as parents. No one wants to fight. Like I've never had a parent that comes to me that says, you know, at first it was working. I would change up the items to give my kids what they want. And they always inevitably come to me and say, mealtimes are such a struggle and I can't stand it. Like I dread going to meals and snacks. And so really stepping back, like I said before, it's just making that menu and then let them go for it. Mm. Yes. And and you say this all the time, but keep offering it. Like, you know, both Olivia and Luca went through about nine months where they didn't eat any eggs. They loved them and then they didn't eat them literally for at least nine to 10 or 11 months. And we kept offering them like once a week just to kind of mm-hmm. sprinkle them in. And then all of a sudden, like they're both eating eggs. They love eggs, but yeah. they like twice a week even if I offered them every day, they're like, "Mm, no, I'm not into Mm -hmm. it. So that's a, a great point that you make. Absolutely. Let's take a quick pause to talk about Bev. We're so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by the amazing team at Bev, because just like us, Bev is a female founded and female run company that's on a mission to change the wine experience for women. Wine and champagne are my go-tos, but there's been so many nights I want some, but don't want to open up an entire bottle and drink more than I want to or waste the rest, especially since it's not a regular occurrence that champagne is Tyler's drink of choice. Bev has been my solution for this that I'm loving. They make wine that comes in the cutest single-use cans that are better for you and more refreshing. So they have six varietals. They have Rosé, Sauvignon Blanc, Pinot Grigio, Pinot Noir, and Glitz and Glam. And I'm loving the Glitz right now. It's the perfect sparkling white wine. It's dry, extra bubbly. And the best part is the ingredients are amazing. So I wake up the next day still feeling great. It's making me feel like summer isn't ending. And the fact that it comes in a can is amazing because as a parent, one, I don't want to waste precious drops. Two, I don't need to worry about my kids breaking my glass. And three, it's just convenient. 
The cans look so cute. The design and colors just make me smile. And they're each filled with a glass and a half of wine, which is perfect for me. That's all I need. And they're shipped straight to your door. We're loving Bev and know you will too. We've worked out a special deal for our listeners. Receive 20% off your first purchase, plus free shipping on all orders. I suggest trying their best-selling Ladies' Night Variety Pack so you can check out all their delicious varietals. Go to drinkbev.com slash living or use code living at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V.com slash living. Bev can also be found at retailers nationwide, including Target, Total Wine, BevMo, and more. Try it. You'll love it. Okay. We also want to talk about Talkspace, who we're beyond grateful to have as a sponsor on the podcast. We always talk about how important it is that we take care of our mental health as well as our physical health, especially in parenthood. The world is racing to get back to normal, but after the year we've all had, getting back to feeling normal takes time. For me, it's been pretty overwhelming some days to say the least. And I want you to know that if you're feeling this way, you are not alone. I've been so open about how much therapy has helped me personally as a mom and in my relationship. And sometimes we need that support and unbiased feedback and guidance from a professional. I can tell you experiencing postpartum anxiety and having back-to-back babies, I needed that support more than ever. And that's why we're so excited to tell you all about Talkspace. I need therapy when I'm feeling completely out of sorts, but also when I'm feeling completely fine. I always feel better when I'm working to be the best version of myself. Talkspace makes it so easy to match with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions all from the comfort of your device. And you can start messaging your therapist the same day you sign up. It is pretty incredible. Whether you're a parent, student, millennial, spouse, or just someone having a hard day, Talkspace can provide the support you need to help you with a single message. It's so clear why they have the number one online therapy platform because they offer it all. Individual and couples therapy, medication prescription services, unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist, and therapists who specialize in everything from anxiety, depression, to life changes and relationships. Start feeling better with a single message. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code LIVING. That's $100 off when you use code LIVING at Talkspace.com. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, what if they've eaten all their portions? Do we give more? Yeah. So there's, there's two sides of this, right? There's, there's the kid that's refusing meals and not eating a lot. And then there's some times where your kid sits down and maybe this is more regular in your household where they eat so much that you're like, Oh my gosh, are they eating too much? What is going on? When do I stop them? Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) right. I've had this with Bryce. Josh will look at me and be like, uh, Jess, he's eating maybe double the portion that I'm eating. Like, are you sure this is okay? So The way to handle this is exactly the same thing, like I said, where it's your job to make the menu. So you decide what's on the menu, but also the portion sizes of that. So let's say, give me a meal. Um, What about like chicken piccata? um, Chicken piccata. (laughs) Okay. Let's do, let's do a, let's do a chicken piccata, some broccoli on the side and maybe some watermelon random, but let's go with it. So you're going to pull out a couple pieces of chicken, as much watermelon as you're comfortable with, you know, like whether that's a half a cup or a cup, and then you're going to pull out the serving of the other item. And when they're done, so say they just start and they just go for the watermelon. 
the portion that you pulled out is the only portion that you have of that watermelon. So when they finish the watermelon, you say, oh, we're all done with watermelon, but you can have as much or as little as the other items that are served here. Now, let me, let me say, sometimes they're going to go through everything that you brought out at the table. And at that time, it's still important that we listen to their hunger cues. They're growing beings. They know what they need. So if they go through all of the food, don't go get more of the food item that was there. Pull out something like cheese, something that just has protein and fat in it. And just say like, oh, we're all out of everything in our meal, but there is some cheese on the menu and pull cheese out in that moment. Okay. Well, this is kind of piggybacking off of that question, but what if they have a plate of, this happened last night, pasta, caprese salad, and corn, but Luca only wants the mozzarella from the caprese, even Mm -hmm. though he loves, loves pasta, um, and he just keeps asking for more. It's not that I don't want him to have more of the cheese. It's fine if he has the cheese, but I don't want to waste all of the food on his plate that I know he loves so much. So do I give him more cheese? Mm -hmm. And at what point do I stop giving him the cheese, which you, I guess, kind of answered, but what do you do? I know it's so hard. We so like want to control that moment to be like, I know that you like these other things. Why don't you have these other things? But I know we need to stay neutral. All week he's been saying more to pasta and then he finally has pasta on his plate and he's not eating it. (laughs) Totally. And that's, and that's normal, right? Like we have to listen to that. So this comes back to what I said in the previous answer of like, you make the menu. And so pull out only the amount of caprese salad or mozzarella in that, that you're comfortable with him having. And so say he goes for 10 balls of that mozzarella. That's okay. Whatever is served out there is fair game. Once he's gone through it, I wouldn't pull out more. And I would kind of zone out. I think this is something that we might not think about so much when we think about cheese, but we think more about with desserts. He's learning as he's eating. So 10 balls of mozzarella we might be afraid that might give you a stomach ache or it's not going to make you hungry for the other items on your plate. Or there's kind of all these what ifs going in our mind or like we project downward, but he's learning. So maybe 10 balls of mozzarella may give him a stomach ache. Like he's going to learn that as he's going through it. And maybe he was just really into the mozzarella. The texture was something new. He was learning about it. So only put out on the table what you're comfortable with them consuming and then let them consume. If he only does mozzarella, let him consume only mozzarella. I know it's weird to hear this from a dietitian. (laughs) I love that about you. I love that about you. And then if they're siblings, because we have three and they're all big eaters, especially when it comes to things like cheese or the other night it was dates on a salad and they, they were like slivered dates or sliced dates. And Luca and Liv were like, we want more, 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 more. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we had a, a bowl of dates and then Liv just took all the dates. So <laughs> how, how do I separate that? Let the older sibling just do what they're going to do. No, I'm just kidding. Like that's just like such an older sibling thing to do, right? No, she's like, here, Luca, here's your two slivers. And she had like 10. Yeah, exactly. So I think as much as we can think ahead of time, I think it's really important for kids. They can have as much or as little as they want. Like that is, that is our quote of meaningful living as much or as little as you want, but there's other people at the table. So controlling the amount that they get in an order. So you can say, Hey Liv, Oh, you want dates? Yeah. 
here. You can take one or two scoops, but we need to make sure the rest of the table gets them. And then we'll leave the remaining out. And you can have as much or as little as you want, because we do need to make fair distribution. Because as I'm thinking about like in the future self, like the future Luca, I don't want Luca to feel like there's a deprivation of a certain food because Liv took it first, where then he feels this anxiety coming to the table. Like I need to eat really fast or all my stuff. Otherwise Liv's going to eat it from me, right? Like we need to protect that. So I would say helping monitor the serving as they start, make sure everyone gets an amount to eat and then go from there. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many more things. I feel like I have more questions and and so do other people. But honestly, I feel like so much of what we talk about in the baby class applies to toddlerhood. And it it's like everything that you've taught us, it just kind of grows throughout toddlerhood and, and we can take those skills throughout, which is so nice. We just have to make a few tweaks to them. So thank Completely. you. Thank you. And I like these nutrition focus that like episodes. So if anyone has any other topics that you want us, any struggles you're having with nutrition, send them in because we'll cover it all in an episode. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. Please follow the show rate and don't hesitate to write a little review. We also have a voicemail box you can call to ask us any questions, tell us the topics you'd like covered, or just share where you're struggling and how you could use some extra support. Call 833-444-FULL or 833-444-3855. We want to hear from you. And tune in every Monday for a new episode of Meaningful Living. And if you're looking for more ways to live a meaningful life, follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com. And don't forget with two L's. Can't wait to see you next week.